Welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. Life is full of twists and turns, and sometimes we get stuck or lost along the way. Our desire is to be a friend and resource to anyone who needs a little wisdom, advice, or encouragement on their journey. But most of all, we want you to know you're not alone. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, thank you for joining me today. Today on my podcast, I have my sweet friend, Miranda. Hey, Miranda. Hey, Eunice. (laughs) And Miranda is my friend. Um, We work in the same missions organization called Kairos Global. Mm -hmm. And if you have watched any of my reels recently, um, I did a reel about raising money to help the fleeing Ukrainian refugees um, to just help in that war effort, because there is a crisis going on over there. And Um, I was grateful because our missions organization really felt the need to help in this urgent time. And so Miranda joined that short-term team, and I was just really grateful for the opportunity to even um, just help get the word out, help try to raise funds for that um, short-term team. So Miranda, could you introduce yourself and just tell us a little about what you guys did over there? Yeah, so as Yuna said, I'm Miranda. Um, I am 27 years old. I grew up in Kansas City, and I've been in the missions world now for a little over four years um, and with Kairos for the last few years. And um, yeah, with Kairos Global, we're passionate, and the thing that we want to do is we want to bring Jesus to places where he's not at currently. And then we also want to minister to him all over the world. And so those are the two primary things that we feel called to as KG, um, sharing the hope of the gospel, primarily in unreached nations, and then also um, ministering before the Lord in the place of prayer. Um, Here in America, I'm currently based in Orlando, Florida. We have our training and sending base here. We're just starting. And so that's where I currently live. Um, But then we have teams all over the world. And so that's what we do. And it was when this crisis started is a little over a month ago when the war in Ukraine started, um, several different people from our team started just feeling like, okay, we have to respond. Um, Poland and Ukraine don't necessarily fall in our primary, um, the primary place we normally go. It's not a closed nation. It's not in the 1040 window, the primary area where there's unrich people but there was an evident crisis and we just really felt like we needed to respond um, and really pressed into the Lord. How do you want us to respond? Um, And that's really where it started. And then we got connected um, through just a series of like reaching out to different people, seeing how we could help, just trying to figure out what we could do. We got connected to our contact um, and he's Ukrainian American. And we found out he was going to Ukraine to serve his family. He grew up for a short time there. He wanted to serve his family, help them. Um, and so it just worked out, connected well. And we decided to jump in and help him with what he was doing. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the starting point of where we, we entered in, um, in serving in Poland and Ukraine. That's awesome. So what did you guys end up doing there? So we had raised our goal um, yeah. for Kairos Global. We were trying to raise $50,000. Yeah. And praise God. It he, came in. Yeah, he provided. And so what were you guys yeah. doing with that finance and um, yeah. just doing there on the ground? Yeah. So like I said, we connected with our contact and 
part of the need was just very basic resources, food, um, medical supplies, tactical supplies, bulletproof vests, radio equipment, things like that. In Ukraine, there's no shipments of anything going in or out of the country. So there are people there. The last I looked, there's about 3 million people that have left Ukraine. Um, But about 90% of the country has chosen to stay or is unable to leave. A lot of elderly people are unable to leave. um, And a lot of them don't have running water, don't have electricity, don't have food, don't have just basic supplies and are unable to get them. So part of what we really felt like we needed to do um, in helping our contact was bring supplies to the border. So we came, we, when our team went over, we brought a bunch of stuff with us. All of our checked bags were full of radios and bulletproof vests and different medical supplies. And then when we were in Poland, we actually bought um, van loads of food and we would bring them to the border um, and meet our contact and switch everything over to his van. And he would drive 12 hours back into Kiev um, to bring those supplies to be (laughs) (laughs) distributed (laughs) Uh Um, to the surrounding area. Um, so that was a big part of what we did and just really wanting to come behind them. We weren't able to get into Ukraine. We didn't feel like that was part of um, what we were called to do, but we wanted to enable and just help the people that were there come up under the efforts that they were doing and support them any way that we could. Um, so that was a big part of why we went. And then we're also like, we're here. Um, like I said, there's 3 million refugees that have fled Ukraine and the majority of them are in Poland. And so we wanted to take the opportunity as well to serve and minister to refugees that had been leaving the country. Well, wow, that's amazing. Just a random quick question, because yeah. I was wondering this. You guys, I had to even ask. Yeah. What were you guys needing the bulletproof vest for? Um, yeah, so there are active missiles and bombs dropping all the time and then there are from my understanding there are russian soldiers that have been posing as civilians ukrainian civilians and so there are people um soldiers all throughout ukraine and it i it's i've never experienced this and i still i mean i still really haven't but this is the closest i've ever been but it's an active war zone and so every time we would meet up with our contact and him driving he was at risk um Mm. and of being shot and of being injured in that war zone and so they yeah they just needed some supplies like anything to help in case that something tragic like him or his team being shot they would have a barrier of protection against them wow that is crazy it is crazy yeah yeah so okay i'm wondering what was the most impactful part of the trip because i'm sure you saw a lot in those you know two weeks you guys were there it was like probably pretty intense every day (laughs) but what was like the most impactful part that you could think of yeah I think um when I think of what was most impactful honestly so we spent we split our trip into two parts so we spent half of the trip in Krakow then we spent half of the trip in Warsaw and when we were in Warsaw our team partnered with a Ukrainian church so it's under a Ukrainian pastor who had actually moved to Poland about six years ago to plant a church and it's primarily um, Ukrainians that attend there and their church has really just risen up and is serving refugees doing evangelism towards refugees um, ministering towards refugees and so 
when I look at the trip, I feel like our most impactful thing was that we were able to just come up under what this Ukrainian church is doing and lend strength, um, help, and just come alongside and just work. They are hard, incredibly hard workers. um, And they are just going for it and evangelism and ministry and just being present for the crisis at hand. And so we came alongside of them. Um, and really just jumped into what they're already doing then and what they're continuing to do now. I follow, you know, I made a bunch of friends. So I follow all of them on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And every day I see them out, they're still doing evangelism. They're still meeting wow. up with refugees. And so, yeah, for me, I think um, two weeks there, like we were able to do some work, you know, but I feel like we were able to really lend help to an existing work that's going to keep continuing going on, whether we're there or not there, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I definitely teared up because when you and I were texting back and forth about your trip, you shared with me how, how real it felt when you were there, when you saw just the mothers and the children like fleeing. Can you share a little about that? Because that uh, just getting your short, like one to two sentence text, like I was already like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's hard to put. Yeah. Totally into words yeah what's happening it's all of the ukrainian men so the people that are fleeing the ukrainian men can't leave ukraine they have to stay and fight and so all of the refugees in poland primarily are women and children Mm -hmm. and so it's these moms that have left their everything they know they don't know if they're ever going to get to go back when that looks like what that looks like and they have a backpack and a suitcase and they're just going out with their kids and some of them their end destination is poland some of them it's germany spain um, they don't fully know most of where we were hanging out was in train stations. Um, and it's just these, yeah, these women and their young kids that are there and they really are just waiting around and they don't know what comes next. Um, they've gotten out of their country, but they don't know yeah, what's happening after. And so a lot of what we did in evangelism was we had bubbles and snacks for kids Um, And several of the mothers said, like, this is the first time my kid has laughed in days. Um, It's just like, this is how they're supposed to be, you know, like they're supposed to be able to run around and play and just have fun. Um, And so a lot of, we had a table set up and we had a guitar with music and we had some snacks and things, bubbles, and the kids would be in playing and the moms are just kind of hanging around like a semi-circle um watching their kids play taking pictures and the kids are having fun and then we're able to just go and meet moms um pray with them hear their stories um and just like let them cry and just be I think it's just being present being there sharing the hope of Jesus the comfort in Jesus he is the great comforter and I think at times I wrestled with this feeling I'm like I wish I had more to offer I wish I had something else to give them but really the only lasting thing that I can give them is the hope of Jesus. You know, like he is acquainted with their sorrows. He's acquainted with their pain Mm. um, and he will walk with them through that. And so some of them were Christian, some of them were nominally Christian, some of them weren't, uh, but everyone was open to prayer and just would, yeah, just was crying. And just the, I think that just the weight is, that's really when the weight of the gravity of the situation um, hit me. And also just realizing refugees are normal people. You know, I don't know what I thought a refugee looked like before, but they're just so it's a mom and a baby, you know, they're just normal people with the clothes on their back, 
Um, and some of them are 20, I met several like 20 something year old girls that had just had to leave and they're um, trying to figure out where, how to continue their education and things like that now that they're in Poland and where they're going. And so, yeah, it was, that was also incredibly impactful. Just meeting real people with real names. Um, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That's so incredible and deeply painful to hear incredible that you could connect just those faces and names to like what is actually happening. I know um, when we lived overseas, there was a refugee crisis in the country we lived in from a different war. And I just remember the Lord just really speaking to me about Eunice, like you need to have like compassion, like put yourself Mm -hmm. in their shoes. And so for me, what that meant some days is like, just stopping for people, getting their kid a snack and a drink. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, Lord, like, is this doing anything? And I really felt like the Lord was saying, like, even if you could make their afternoon a little like better, totally, you know, and bring them comfort, even in like, you know, their kid is crying less because they have some snacks and a juice box, like you're doing something. And so I love that you share that because it is something as simple as like that we get to enjoy here bubbles with our kids mm-hmm. or something and that they could just laugh and be kids for yeah. even like an afternoon. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So any last words of encouragement to share um, with those listening? Yeah, totally. Um, I think my biggest encouragement when I was thinking about what can I share? I think there's sometimes an intimidation. I remember before I was a missionary, before I was in the missions world, I would hear about things happening. I would see things happening. And I'm like, I want to help, but I'm not in a position to help a, like I can't go to Poland or I can't move overseas to an unreached nation, or I just don't know how to engage with what is happening, but I want to, there's that, like, I want to do this, but I just don't know how. Um, And the reality is is there's a role for all of us to play. And that role can look so different for where you're at. And maybe you're a mom that's at home with two young kids and you can't just like pick up everything and go across the world. Um, But we all have the ability and the capacity to pray. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think as believers, we just kind of gloss over prayer and we forget how impactful it is, how important it is. And that God literally moves in response at the sound of our voice. Like he desires to partner with us in prayer. Um, and he does things. I know in our, we have a prayer room here. It's just a small prayer room that we have in the upstairs area of our home right now. And we would be praying for prayers, like for finances to come in or for just different things to happen as we see needs pop up. And we would, we would ask the father, it's like, we can literally do nothing. We're just here in Orlando right now. We can't do anything but pray. And then we would see directly sometimes hours later, a day or two later, the results, like him moving at the sound of our voice, you know, like the, the outcome of our prayers were being answered. And so I just encourage like not to despise prayer. If that's the only thing that you can give, if that's the only way that you can participate and whether it's this crisis or just other things, there's so many things happening throughout the world in our own country and other countries. If all you can do is pray, that's, it's not a small thing. And the Lord, um, 
he doesn't despise it. He actually desires it so deeply. Um, and it can really, really affect change in nations, um, throughout the world. Yeah. And so, yeah, just that's, I would encourage like participate in that way. And then also, um, like this trip needed real finances and we rallied together. Like Yuna said, like she helped us out and she shared, you know, she heard about what we were doing and, you know, just was like, yeah, I'll do whatever I can to help. And so she shared her little bit and we had different people sharing on their Instagram platforms, reaching out to their friends, their churches, whatever. And people sewed into this project. Um, and we raised $50,000 to be able to bring resources, food, medical supplies, you know, all the things we talked about. Um, and we wouldn't have been able to do that. Our small team, we don't have $50,000, you know, just (laughs) in and of ourselves to give, but the body came together and the body gave. And so maybe you can sew financially into something that's happening. And again, without those, without those dollars, the resources would not have been purchased to be able to go and feed people, you know? And so money is important in the kingdom money. Um, money makes things happen. You know, it opens like doors to buy food, opens doors to buy resources, open doors to, to help people in need. And when we give to people in need, that also opens the door for the gospel to be shared Amen. um, in, in places, you know? And so that's also an important thing. Um, and so, yeah, that's my encouragement would be that we all have a role to play. Um, and then if you're stirred at all to go, like, if you're like, I've been feeling, you know, I see what's happening in the world. I see what's currently going on. Like you can also go, um, and you can also be a part of that. And Mm -hmm. there's many avenues to go. Um, there's many avenues to, to go into the nations. And that's like at Kairos, that's what we want to do. We want to see more laborers raised up. We want to see more people with a passion for what Christ is doing in the nations. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say, you know, you're willing Lord, and I'm willing to go, you know, I've seen, um, I felt called or I felt moved or, you know, like whatever it looks like, I think it's different for all of us, but there's just a response that you feel giving in your heart. And, um, there's some of us that are able and willing to go, you know? And so, um, yeah, I would just say like, if that's you, you can do that. Like through Kairos global, we have a school coming up in July um, and we want to raise up people. We want to see people in the nations. We want to see people preaching the gospel. Um, because yeah, that's what he's asked of us. And again, yeah, we all have a role to play. And like I said, you know, all those like are so important, so valuable. So that would be my little bit of encouragement. (laughs) No, I love that. Thanks, Miranda. Um, I just want to thank everyone who gave to that $50,000 project, because like Miranda said, that really could not have been done without you guys. And so we are so deeply grateful. Yes, so Um, grateful. I just want to share 1 Corinthians 12 with everyone, verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. And so I really agree with Miranda. The Lord uses every person in the body of Christ to play a part in seeing his gospel go forth in the nations and also to bring refreshing to the nations. Like I look at this trip as a time of you guys bringing the good news, but also Mm -hmm. bringing just refreshing from the good news, but also in physical, um, yeah. tangible ways for these people. And so I was so grateful to even play the small part 
of sharing my reels, trying to reach out to different churches <laughs> to raise because um, like Miranda said, like Chris and I, we couldn't go. We are, you know, busy with our five kids right now and yeah. life is pretty busy. And so yeah. when they, and this was a pretty spontaneous trip. Yeah. But I was, yeah. yeah, I was so grateful how in that short time, people really rallied around the need. Mm -hmm. um, and I just loved that. And so I just want to encourage everyone again, like what Miranda said, yes, we can each play a part ask the Lord what your part is. Cause not everyone's part is going to be the same, but yeah. I will, I will say Miranda, I was especially grateful to you and the team for just being willing to go and say yes. Cause that was not like probably, um, you know, it's not like the safest place to be, sure. <laughs> but I was grateful <laughs> in just the response, you know, like, um, the response of just, okay, we need to do something. Let's just, let's move. And as yeah. you guys moved, the Lord provided yeah. the funds for that. Because That's like she true. said, none of us have like that 50,000 <laughs> waiting, just sitting there. But I just love uh, how you guys in faith just, yeah. you know, made that goal, prayed that goal in. Yeah. And really, as you guys started moving in faith, because in the beginning yeah. of the trip, it's like, okay, we, we still need like more money. <laughs> like, and you guys yeah. are leaving on this day. And it was like that. But as the, yeah. I guess, train was moving, it was like the Lord just started pouring yeah. out just the funds. And that was incredible to see. Um, what a privilege. Yeah. Another yeah. scripture I just want to share with everyone is Proverbs nineteen seventeen. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. If you are curious how the Lord looks upon finance and things like that, I just want to encourage you to look through the word of God, mm -hmm. um, especially in Proverbs. There are so many things about helping the poor and um, helping those in need, but just throughout all the scriptures. And I just want to encourage us as the yeah. body of Christ is there is a need and there is, um, and the Lord sees everything we give, whether mm -hmm. someone gave $5 to that project or whether someone gave, you know, $10,000 or whatever, like the Lord sees all those things. He sees the widow's might, you know, yeah. he sees just what we can give. And if we're obedient to that, I just believe he is so faithful in not only seeing it, but multiplying it in our lives, yeah. in the lives of others. And so I just really was encouraged by what you guys did. That's why I wanted to have you jump on today. <laughs> so yeah. thank you so much, Miranda. I um, really feel blessed that Kairos Global could be a part of such a, a beautiful thing um, to be the hands and feet of Jesus yeah. in this hour, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, just, yeah, I felt the weight of the opportunity and just really grateful that the Lord would allow us to go. And I just love, like he partners with us and we get to come alongside and do things that, you know, we never thought we would be doing, but you say yes. And, um, and he moves. And like you said, you say yes. And sometimes you don't know how it's all going to work out, but you move forward in faith and then he fills in the rest as you go. Um, and he is so faithful. So yeah, I was really grateful that I got to be on this team and just go and that we were able to play even a small part in what's really currently happening right now in Poland and Ukraine. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Miranda. And thank you everyone who is listening. I will um, tag KG in this and put the website um, of our missions organization in there. So if anyone is interested, please check it out and check out the summer training school and just see what the Lord is doing um, through this organization. So thank you so much, Miranda. I hope that you all have a wonderful day. Thanks, Eunice. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review, and we'd be especially honored if you would pass along the podcast or recommend it to a friend. Before we sign off, I just wanted to mention one of the most popular services we offer, which is coaching for individuals and couples. So on this podcast, we're able to share biblical truth, practical wisdom, but we're speaking on in very broad terms. That's just the nature of the medium, right? Uh, but what coaching allows us to do is to get into the specifics of your story or your situation and apply these principles in a more focused way. And while we can't promise that we'll always find a solution or resolution, many times we've found that it's helpful for people just to have someone to listen and process life with. Sometimes that's actually what we need the most. Um, So if that sounds appealing and you're still not quite sure, we even offer a free 30-minute session for new clients. That's a great way to try out coaching with no financial obligation. Um, You can find more information about coaching or our other services at our website, thejourneyhome.global. And finally, if you want to connect with us, you can email us, you can connect by social media. All of the links to our accounts are in the show notes below. We truly love hearing from you, and we promise we actually will read and respond to your emails or social media interactions. Um, So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.